Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Here we go. Hello. Yeah, we're back again. So, uh, as usual, we're going to feature a brewery, and today we're going to feature Goldfinger Brewing in Downers Grove, Illinois. So, like the opposite of what we did last week, yeah, we went like, out to New York, literally down the street. So we're <laughs> we're back we're back to the Midwest. We're literally back to like home. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that I've never actually visited Goldfinger is almost as surprising as how it took us this long to drink their beer on the podcast. Literally, I was at, at the bottle shop and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, and I had to like triple check to be like, how have we not drank this yet? How? Yeah. <laughs> at this point, Lauren and I have to be very careful and we have mm-hmm. a list, a mm-hmm. spreadsheet yes. of topics <laughs> and breweries. Mm-hmm. So that we can double check that we don't overlap too much with yeah. conversation, but also that we don't hit a brewery that we've already had before. Will the day come where we will repeat a topic or a brewery? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Because yeah. eventually, Lagunitas is going to put out Willitized again. And Guess what they did? It. They yeah. are. And yeah. I'm going to drink it on this podcast yeah, for when sure. we have our barrel-aged episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So but... it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> but we have yet to drink or talk about goldfinger so it's time here we go so here we go goldfinger we're gonna drink their pills yeah of course we are and (laughs) pills uh, is a thing lately yeah i know right it's actually not even really like the season i guess i don't know there's it's kind of like pills is always in season though isn't it though kind of Pills is always right? in season. I love that. I'm in for it. Yeah. All right. We're gonna I, almost, I was just starting to pour the entire thing into my glass. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry this. about that. You There's took plenty. Literally half the pint. I so did. I'll just take the other half of the pint. I know last week we were all about the pills. Yeah, we drank so, the whole thing. And right? I think that I was just like, I was talking while I was pouring and I just kept pouring and you kind of started looking at me and I was like, oh, I'm still pouring oh, this Oh, wait, beer. I have to share this. Oh, I oh, should sorry. give her some and not drink all of it myself. That's that's the plan. Yes, I would like to try. You're try welcome. This. Yeah, much appreciated. So let's try the pills, mm, and yeah. then we'll talk about Goldfinger. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay. So, a little milder flavor than that photo aged one that we had, which makes sense. But a little bit sharper on the aftertaste, in my opinion. It has a little bit stronger aftertaste. Than. It's a very different aroma than yeah. the other one mm-hmm. too. It's got, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's got a maybe a little bit brighter, like more florally on the aroma. I don't know. It's got a little yeah. bit more what something. Is that? I'm mean, I'm trying to place it. I keep smelling it. I know, which I know, is like, bad for a time when you're supposed to be talking. Yeah, my nose is all in this glass. But anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll nail it. We'll nail it. I feel it. like it's a little bit drier. Yeah, that's it. On the it. taste buds. I think that's it with the flavor. Yes. Oh. It's good. I mean, it's a solid, like, this is very much a, a good solid Pilsner. It's just by comparison to others, it's a little bit on the dry side to me. Yes. But that might be more of kind of that German real strong style, which is very much what Goldfinger is. Polish, German. Sure. They're very traditional in the way that they brew and what they brew. I mean, they're pr- predominantly a lager brewery. Like, right. It's all that they, it's mostly what they do. Yeah. Well, I think the positive of that, and I know you're going to talk about Goldfinger here in one minute, but um, I think the positive of that is that it allows you to perfect these beer styles. And I like when breweries do that. Mm-hmm. I know I seem to complain about it too often, mm-hmm. but when you have a brewery that releases a different beer every week or every two weeks, mm-hmm. I get a little bit of like... I would say there's a balance of being overwhelmed with also being a little fatigued by that. There's a handful of breweries that put out different beers 
on a very quick rotation and they either all just like fade into each other because they're too similar and nothing stands out enough Uh uh-huh or they're just too different that you never really get really excellent at one type of beer yes there's just and i have there's a couple breweries that come to mind with the different variations but i like the i like when a brewery perfects and gets consistent with a beer that's really good and that that is consistent like well and like if you like this beer guess what yeah you can always get it yes but if you really like the release from last week from xyz brewery there's a chance they might never make it again yep exactly yeah and, or there's a good chance they might make it again, but it won't be till next year. Correct. Or and it may 18 be months from now. slightly different because they're not making it every month. They're not making yeah. it every three months. They're making it once a year. Maybe. And yeah. that's, you know, it, it's just very different. So Goldfinger is very much, they've got some, some beers that they make all the time, which two of them are what we're drinking now. And they very much have perfected. I mean, even on the beer, it says drink more lager on all yeah. of their cans. Like that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and they do it well. And that's what they want to do. So, you know, it's, it's very much what they've, the style that they, they are into, which I respect. So yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. tell me about Goldfinger. Yeah. So they actually opened like in the middle of the pandemic uh, in July 2020. So I feel like I remember that. I they, remember yeah. posts in the beer group about Goldfinger opening and me being like, really? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. I mean, so they they started trying to open like they started the process in 2019, which bef- was before right. everything shut down. And then they just powered through and <laughs> opened in uh, July, end of July of 2020. But um, it's owned by a husband and wife. Um, they're in Downers Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, he started brewing at home kind of for fun, like a lot of people do. Um, but then what was this is an interesting origin story, I feel like, too, minus the home brewing thing. Um, so he started tracing his genealogy and he discovered that he actually came from a very long line of brewers, which kind of inspired him to quit his job and, um, you know, start along that path. But so even on the cans, it says, um, brewed like our ancestors did in 19th century Krakow. So in 1870s, Marcus Goldfinger, which is who the owner is a descendant of, mm-hmm. um, started brewing beer in Poland. Oh. And not only was he brewing beer, he was dealing hops and he produced brewing equipment. And like dealing hops. Dealing. I don't know why that just didn't come out right. I was yeah, like, well, he was dealing. He's hops. dealing. He's uh, he's selling. He's uh <laughs> Yes. Anyway, go and, on. You know, producing and selling <laughs> brewing equipment and, and etc. So he was his this person's family was involved in the Polish brewing industry back to the 1870s. So that's cool. Four generations later, um, uh, Thomas Beckman is the co-owner of Goldfinger. And he's a descendant of the Goldfinger family uh-huh. on his dad's side, apparently. Um, but he decided to quit his job. He enrolled in the World Brewing Academy in Chicago. Not only that, but then he went to Munich. Um, and he got his diploma from the World Brewing Academy. He designed his brewery to produce the best possible lager. So he is very much core beers are lagers the vienna lager the pills they do have some rotating seasonal beers they've done an oktoberfest before they've done some small batches but they're really keeping mainly with the traditional polish and german styles of beer that is what they focus on um so that's 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 what they do um he even discovered in his searches some distant cousins that are still in poland so he actually inherited some artifacts from the goldfinger brewery brewery back in the late 1800s early 1900s they've got newspaper clippings and ads from prague and poland um they have an old goldfinger fermenter valve that was actually dug up from under the mountains in poland excavated like they've got some cool stuff going back generations and he's continuing kind of that tradition that was in his family that um his you know great 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 ancestors started 
four generations ago. I love it. Yeah. That is another pretty (laughs) unique origin story. We've had some older breweries and we've talked about it going through generations. And I love that story. The idea of like starting a brewery because you were inspired by your mm-hmm. older generations of brewers is, is a, a really cool it's thing. It's very, yeah, it's not that it was passed down as just expected what you would do. It was an interest he had, and he actually found out that it was something that his family had been doing for, yeah. for many years. So I thought that was kind of a cool. You know, thing. He actually went on after he went to the Royal Brewing Academy. He went to Munich. He wound up um, as a brewer at Lagunitas, actually, in Chicago. And then um, he actually worked at Emmett's, which is a small one and also in Downers Grove, down from there before starting Goldfinger. So he did have some experience at other places brewing before he decided to kind of start up his own business. Like I said, they had the plan in 2019 wound up opening in 2020 and has been going pretty good since i mean they're they are popular for what they do people that like lagers seem to enjoy them Hmm. you know they're they you know they're they're at my local bottle shop they distribute at least locally um so you can definitely find this in the chicagoland area nice yeah yeah well we started off great simple crisp (laughs) pills again Another pill. <laughs> I know. I know. We haven't heard, drank a pills in like forever, I feel like. And now we're... Two episodes in a row. So strange, right? Yeah. So strange. Strange, but good. You know what? I feel like it's it's a good fall. German beers are a little bit heavier than like uh, some of the other things or not as summery, you know? Yeah. It's like a good transition. Yeah. Well, beer. you know, it, it kind of gives you that. It's not an Oktoberfest, but nope. it gives you yeah. kind of that German Oktoberfest mm-hmm. vibe when you drink exactly. and a that's, beer like that's this. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my feel about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you know, I mentioned the word vibe, which I have learned recently has become part of my vocabulary, which I think is a young person word. <laughs> I feel like I've seen like stickers and miscellaneous things on social yeah, media. Yeah, I just like use the word vibe now when I want to give off like a like where I'll be like, oh yeah, I get that vibe. Where uh, I'm like, I see what you're what you're putting out there, okay. and I I don't know picking up I what just, you're putting down. Yeah, that um, is definitely not a phrase down. that anybody uses anymore. I used to have a customer <laughs> who. She would call, and mm. she wasn't very well-versed in signage. She worked for a printer, so she did a lot of, uh, like, okay. letterhead and magazine layout sure, sure, work sure. and things like that. So, like, a different element than what we do. Yeah. And she would call, and she'd be looking for a quote, but she wouldn't know exactly uh-huh. what she wanted. Like, she needed a suggestion. Okay. And so she would be like, I have this customer, and he's got this storefront, and he wants to put graphics in the windows, and I'm not really sure what I should do. Do I take measurements? Or blah, blah, blah. Goes through the yeah, whole yeah. process with us. And then she's like, well, so what would you recommend? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? <laughs> and every time she would say it, I would just be like, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I haven't heard someone say that oh, in a very man. long time, but I feel like that's exactly what the vibe. Yeah. Are you picking up my vibe? That vibe. Exactly. I just it feel totally old, is but that's same. what the new new so let's talk about vibes with teachers so that's where i'm going with that so we talked about teachers before you guys yes 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 the good the bad the ugly we're not going to do that no we're not going to talk about what we liked about teachers growing up or anything like that i'm just going to talk about you know what has our what has our lives with communicating with teachers with Mm -hmm. interacting with teachers what have we what have our experiences been in that way I tried to think of experiences I had when I was a student. Um, I don't have a lot of it. I know that I had teachers, especially like if you want to go to when I was a young adult or a high schooler, mm-hmm. we definitely had teachers that treated us differently. Some treated you like an adult and some treated you like a child. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so in that way, we did have some experience with how our teachers communicated with us. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely in high school, I can think back to how I remember being treated by some teachers. Yes. And that that's interesting. It I almost f- kind of goes with the whole parenting style we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. last time yeah. where you where their teaching style sometimes also has that element of it's not like how you instruct students so much as 
how you treat students. Yeah, how you interact with them. Yeah. Like, it's a very different... Yeah, and thinking back to different teachers, they had vastly different styles of interacting with children. And I would imagine in high school, they interacted less with parents, at least in, in my yeah recollection as a elementary schooler. I don't know. Maybe I was just an angsty elementary schooler. I remember disliking a number of my teachers. Yeah, that too. (laughs) You know, and it's one thing I will say about my kids now is that I don't have a lot of experience with my kids actually disliking their teacher. Mine actually have, even if I haven't loved the teacher, and typically my reasoning for not liking the teachers at this age is the lack of communication home. Yes. But my kids don't care about that. They have generally liked all of their teachers so far. But I distinctly remember not liking some of my teachers in elementary school. Yeah. The other thing that I recall, though, is that the ones that I didn't like the most were the closest to retirement age. Oh, oof. That is a difficult correlation. And most of my kids' teachers recently... Are the same? No, have been younger. Really young? Really. Probably, I mean, younger than me for the most part. So they're not first-year teachers, but they're not end-of-career teachers. They're like right in the middle. So. Well, the only negative teacher experience I've really had with my kids was my son, and I don't want to dwell on this, but my son mm-hmm. had a teacher who either wasn't great with discipline mm. or just, I don't know, had something else going on that was making it difficult for behavior issues in the class. Okay. My son was a student who like got sent to the principal a couple times, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out if he was actually being poorly behaved or if she just didn't really have a good grip on behavior issues yeah. yeah or the classroom as a whole yeah and she was a fine communicator but she was a very young teacher mm. and i believe it was her first year in the district it oh, might have been her first, first year, year teaching. Yeah. which as i've said many times before my son's grade has always been kind of a wild card yeah. and i don't wish upon anyone <laughs> So as a first year teacher, that would definitely be a challenge, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, so I kind of gave her a lot of grace Fair, because I yeah. was sort of like, well, she's probably dealing with an overwhelming amount of mm-hmm. drama with these kids <laughs> because they are all dramatic Yeah. on top of being new. And yeah. so I, I, I kind of I, I let it slide, I guess I would say. Yeah. And I also will say that even though in retrospect I felt like we had our struggles with her, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel that way at the time. It mm. was sort of a, a reflecting back you realization. Try- you were also just trying to get through that year probably at some Yeah, point, I mean, my so. son had his own struggles, and that was the year where the kids got sent home. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, so that, uh, you know, complicates our, things. Yeah, our, <laughs> our kids have gone through an interesting few years. I will say I was talking to one other parent uh, recently, and she has a son that's older than the twins. So her oldest actually had the teacher that my daughter has now. And she said, my son loved him. He was a horrible communicator with the parents. Oh. We never knew what was going on in the classroom. Nothing was ever communicated home, and but the kids really liked him. And I was like, well, "You need a happy balance. You need a happy medium in there." Well, so. yeah, and I, you know, and I've had a little bit of experience with teachers who you can tell are a little nervous around a, like parents. Mm-hmm. Like my husband noted that at a has noticed that mm-hmm. at a parent teacher conference sure, sure. Yeah. before. And has been like, you know, teacher was really nice and, and I had a good experience and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, this child was doing well and everything. Sure. But I also got the impression that they were very nervous. Or I also yeah. got the impression that they were a little quiet, that I had to kind of ask questions. You're trying to pull information yeah, out of them. And, yeah. And I said, you know, one of the things that I've kind of discovered with some teachers is that they can, they handle the kids great. They can communicate with the kids great. Mm. The kids do fine. They don't know how to deal with parents. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... I, that is not an excuse. It's an no, explanation. No, but it, it, it's an observation more than anything. Yes. That, 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 that's sometimes... I've definitely gone through uh, the gamut with my three kids in terms of different communication styles. Home, ac- excess communication, lack of communication. My twin boys teacher last year 
it was fantastic about communicating, but possibly over communicating. I mean, it would be a Saturday afternoon and right. she would mess- message us on Seesaw. And I was like, why are you, why do you even I care today? I was like- going to say the same thing <laughs> that I've had people on the other side that I'm like, dude, if I email you at nine o'clock at night, you do not have to email me back at 9.15. No. Literally, if this Please is a don't. Friday night, I don't even expect to hear from you till Monday. That well, is my <laughs> attitude about it. I you are not a, at work. I get it. <laughs> I have a job where part of it is to maintain communication with customers. Mm-hmm. And when I get an email over the weekend, yeah. for the most part... I do not answer yep. until I get back in the office on I, Monday. I do not. I will not. If you email me between, yeah, Friday and Monday morning, you're not getting back. I'm not getting I back mean, to you until Monday. For a very long time, I never even checked work emails when I mm-hmm. wasn't at work. The yeah. only reason that attitude has changed for me personally mm-hmm. is because there was a time where my brother and I weren't at work as sure. much yeah. because the kids were home or mm-hmm. obviously all of the yeah, bad place you know, things. the bad place. All the bad place The things. bad place things. Yeah. And so I did start checking emails from home. Yeah. And I would respond. And now on occasion, if mm-hmm. it's like a yes or no question, sure. I will reply to an email if I see it. But you're not spending, taking the time Certainly out of your not. Saturday afternoon to do that. Nope. So I, I do not expect that from any of the teachers. I, no. I definitely don't. But I will say that my son teacher last year was very much constantly in communication which has its bonuses i always knew if there was something i needed to remember for monday morning i always knew what was going on now i will say that my daughter's teacher was the complete opposite Mm -hmm. i almost never heard from her at all and this year it's a mix i would say uh, it's significantly less than last year. My daughter's teacher, I never hear from. And this is the same teacher that my friend's son had. And oh. she was like, he's a horrible communicator. He is a horrible communicator. Oh, geez. Like, And I had asked about, like, oh, my daughter's going to miss. She was sick or whatever. Like, she's out Friday. Can she make up her test on Monday? And, like, he never responded at all. And so I sent my daughter to school. And I was like, can you ask if you can make it up? And, sh- and he let her, but he never responded to me no. at all. Literally at all. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad my daughter has a voice and can do this. But like, yeah, right. A parent is reaching out to you. At least at some point respond. Like, I know, right? doesn't have to be a paragraph. Just has to be like a sentence. Yeah. I let her retake the test yeah. today. Thank you. That's literally all I want. That's I don't. great. So it's definitely interesting. It's also interesting to me, the perspective of, the kids that or the teachers that the kids like versus how those kids are like you're saying like with the adults is is very different i haven't had parent teacher conferences yet this year so i'm gonna wait and see how that goes i'm definitely curious what that interaction is gonna be i feel like because of my interactions with my oldest who's in special education I am very abrupt and very to the point. Mm-hmm. So I definitely ask very pointed questions. I am I don't beat around the bush. I am not fluffy in any of my conversations with my, my kids' teachers. <laughs> I have a kind of random question for mm-hmm. you. What is your feelings on how you want them to address you? Do you want them to call you Mrs. Voigt? I have absolutely no care in the world about that. I also feel that way. Don't care. I, no. Don't mind being called Kara. Yeah. I will call you Mr. or Mrs. whatever. Yeah, be, partially because that's what I expect my children to call you. So. Yes. Um, but I will also be fine with you if you want me, you know. Yeah, I've if you want me to call you one Kristen, or two if you want me to call teachers you, yeah. that were like, you can just call me yeah. so-and-so, whatever. I, yeah. And I would. I also, and I've mentioned it many times before, my son, his best friend, mm-hmm. is a teacher at his school and so i've interacted with him socially and in Mm -hmm. spite of the fact that we've hung out on weekends he calls me mrs jorgensen and i call him mr guernsey (laughs) and we do not call each other by your first name i think if i was across the room from him 
at a concert. You would still say, He Mr. would Guernsey. shout, yes, yeah. I would shout, Mr. Guernsey. And he would shout, yes, Mrs. Jordan. Yeah. That's, that's probably out of habit at this yes. point. But yeah, I am very much indifferent. I will say that there is a vast array of different responses. So I will, I think that my kids' teachers generally refer to me as Mrs., but some of the administration that I've interacted, you've used my first name. So uh-huh. they are not my kids' teachers. Okay. They are the principal or the special services director okay. or things like that. Yeah, maybe I've had that experience. So, I did meet with our assistant yeah. principal recently mm-hmm. to talk about my youngest. Mm-hmm. And she may have called me by my... I, I don't specifically remember, yeah. but I know she would be comfortable with me mm-hmm. calling her by her first name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The school nurse... And I call each other by our first names because my little one apparently is a hypochondriac. Dude, I get a phone call to the like nurse. every thir- three days from the, the school nurse. I swear to God. Which one like, of your kids is no, it? No, my oldest. It's your oldest? Always. So my little one, I love him and I've always talked about how athletic he is. Mm-hmm. He might be too intense to mm. be an athlete. <laughs> he is. He's just like... All, he gives it 100% all, all the, time, the time, which seems like a good thing. Except until except it's not. until <laughs> he like snaps an ankle out there yeah. trying to take somebody down. And you're like, it's recess. Dude, like, stop. Calm it down. You don't have to butt heads yeah. every other day. Yeah. And so she'll mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. and I'll answer at work mm-hmm. and she'll be like, hey, it's Jenna. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, Jenna, what's up? <laughs> And she's just like, well, I just had your son, and I let, sent him home, back to class with an ice pack. Oh, jeez. And she's like, I think he's fine, but I'll let you know if he comes back. And yeah. I just want to be like, what are we doing, Jenna? Right. Yeah, What? What? what's going Don't on Don't call me unless you called the ambulance you have first. To. Yeah. Okay? Can we come up with I a I will system? say that my I, – I haven't gotten many calls from the twins nurse um the my son switched schools this year my Uh oldest so i have now interacted with that nurse a lot but she is she's got to be in her late 50s maybe older she always announces her first name the entire thing this is mrs so-and-so the school nurse at hadley literally Uh at her entire title of her signature of her email school and everything and then she'll go it's not an emergency and yep and that's how i think i was required to say that (laughs) like come and then she'll say you don't need to come pick him up i don't think he has to go home and then just go with the rest of whatever it is my oldest son he tripped and fell outside yeah my oldest son he's not he's not very verbal and so he has scripts that regardless of what is hurting him he will repeat the same thing okay so it's very difficult for us or anyone to determine like what is wrong yeah because he could have a stomach ache but he's gonna say it's his ear because his ear is the most common thing to be hurting yes he has had three ear infections in three months so it's usually his ear but he'll say it even if it's his stomach or his foot or his head or who knows what so it's always a mystery oh man what's actually bothering him but he keeps complaining, and me and the nurse and his teacher have all decided, we had this conversation today, actually, that he has determined if he complains enough, me or my husband will go pick him up from school. Oh, And man. so today, I was like, I'm not coming to get him. Like, yeah. send him back to class, give him a snack, let him sit in the corner of the sensory room for a while. I'm not coming to get him. I've had to, they've put my son on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's a different situation because sure, sure. I could talk to yeah, my son and yeah. be like, what's going on? Yeah. I've had them put me on the phone and I know I'm on speaker. Yep. So I'm trying to be cool. Right. If I wasn't on speaker, it'd be a different I'd conversation. I'd say something else. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, dude, get it together. Yep. <laughs> Go back to class. You're fine. Yep. I will pick you up at the end of the day, which is two hours from yes. now. You can last until then. Quite literally. Yes. Go back to class. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially what I told his <laughs> teacher today and the nurse. And even the nurse was like, no, he doesn't have to go home. And his teacher was like, we don't want to send him home because he may be nonverbal and he definitely has cognitive delays. But once he understands that he gets a reaction from something, he's going to keep doing it. Right. He, he has the ability to learn. Yeah. So I think that now that we've done this like two Fridays in a row, yeah. I'm fully expecting him tomorrow to me to get a call and I'm going to be like, I'm not coming to get him. If he's yeah. not bleeding, if he's not broken, 
I'm not coming to get him. He's just going to stay there all day. Like, yeah. not dealing with it. I would say that the nurse actually communicates the most with me of all everybody. That's so funny. I feel the same way, though, <laughs> so, which is crazy. I never yeah. really thought that. But yeah. now, mm-hmm. this school year, my son, yeah. it's like every day in PE. Yeah, something happens. I'm something. like, uh, she's like, oh, he ran into another kid. And here's the crazy part, <laughs> Lauren. Yesterday... He's showing me this little tiny baby size scrape on his knee. It's like a, like a half an inch. It's so little. Oh, gosh. It's not bleeding. Sure. It's like a, it's barely a scrape. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's like, oh man, I scraped my knee really bad today. Check it out. And he shows it to me and I go, Where? I can't even see oh, that. Yeah. I'm going to have to get the magnifying glass out. What's going on? <laughs> and in the process of looking at his knee, he has a massive bruise on his <laughs> sh- shin bone, like like huge, like four inches long and like two inches and you're like, wide. That it's should like, hurt. It's like his entire little oh my shin gosh. Has, is black and blue. But it's this tiny and I go, little. Yeah. I go, what happened there? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I was doing the monkey bars at recess, and I swung for the platform and I missed and I banged my shin on the metal platform and I was like ow yeah and I reacted by being like oh my that's that sounds yeah. terrible that sounds way worse than this tiny scrape did you go to the nurse yeah. and he goes no I was fine and I was like uh okay I don't want to tell you what to do but that warrants an ice pack yeah. not those reasons you usually give me for a visit to the nurse what is going on man the like, irony <laughs> right the irony the I don't want to stop playing with my friends so I'm not going to complain is what that one is. yes because it was but, at recess right but if it's in PE because I get out of the rest of it I know by going our kids that yeah they they definitely <laughs> so the other day I threatened to not sign him up for sports anymore because mm. I was like you obviously can't handle it right if you keep going to the nurse you keep getting hurt I don't yeah. think you should do sports and he was kind of like whoa 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 <laughs> let's not jump to any conclusions I'm going to be a soccer coach yeah, I can't let, have never played let's soccer. talk about this a little bit more yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I think he's gonna try to tone it down that, with the nurse visit that that makes sense that definitely I hope that's the, the lesson yeah I, I like that I uh yeah, I'm, I'm curious how parent-teacher conferences will go. I will say that communication is strained with my oldest. Um, I'm going to rant briefly for a minute. Please feel free. Um, so, obviously, he's autistic. He's in a special education classroom. He's in a new school, new teacher, new everything. Um, just because he moves up to middle school at this age. So Right. So, I... He, the nurse calls me one day and says, not to be alarmed, but your son has a Band-Aid on his arm. He got bit by another student. Oh. Which I know they can't tell me the student, and I know they can't really give me a lot right. of information. I get it. Okay. Fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. He comes home, like, punctured skin. Like, it, oh. he got bit. So I emailed the teacher, and I'm like, can you tell me... Was this an altercation? Was this something that my son started? Is there something that needs to be discussed? Like some background. I don't need to know who it was at all, but I want to know, was my son at fault? Was there something we could have prevented? What do we do next? Yeah. How do we move from this? No response from the teacher. Response from the vice principal giving me the schedule of the kid's day in one sentence stating... Your son didn't didn't instigate it. And that was it. That's all I got. Oh. Okay. So then there was another thing. My son came home with completely different clothes than what he was sent to school in. No explanation, no call, no anything. I emailed the teacher. I'm like, what happened here? No response, no anything. Another parent tells me, oh, the teacher's on leave. Okay. What? No idea who the substitute is, no notification from anyone at the district that a special education class with a bunch of nonverbal kids has a substitute, which legally, after four weeks, you're required to tell parents of the substitute and what their qualifications are. My district didn't do that at all. So I sent a long email about my concern of the lack of communication in the district sent it to the dean of students the principal the district special services coordinator and the teacher who is apparently on leave so probably isn't going to get it 
no response from the principal, no response from the dean of students. I finally got a response from the director of special services saying, you know, I, I can tell you're frustrated. You know, uh, please set up some time to give you, uh, to let's talk about it. Great. In the meantime, I emailed the principal and said, can you please tell me when you're available to have a phone call? I work full time during the day. I can't, I, I, I can schedule time, but I need to know. I, to this day, this was about five weeks ago, never got a response from her. Whoa. Ever. In the meantime, I get an email from a person that I know nothing about, don't know who she is, saying, Dominic had a really good day today. This is what they did. This is what he ate, blah, blah, blah. And my response is, thanks, that's great. But pardon my ignorance, who are you and why do you know so much about my child's whereabouts? Oh, I'm the substitute. So they pawned off communication from nobody in the administration to this poor substitute teacher. Nice. Who emails me, who I didn't even know their name. No idea. No idea who this person was. Nothing. And I'm, I said to the special education people, I'm like, these kids can't verbalize what their day was. Yeah, who, you can't ask him what happened. I can't ask anyone. My daughter had a sub for two weeks because her teacher went on paternity leave because his wife had a baby. They sent out on letterhead an email. Like, they sent out who the substitute was, how to get a hold of them, what their email address was, what their phone number was. Wow. But the special education class sent nothing. And I'm like, how do I get a hold of someone if I'm concerned about being in, like, what's happening in the classroom? The vice principal isn't responding to me. The teacher's not responding to me. Nobody's responding to me. And I don't even know who I can contact. So, so do you still not know what happened on these occasions? I finally know what happened on the, those occasions because the teacher finally came back from leave oh. and called me. But okay. until then, for five weeks, I had no idea. And received no assistance from anybody else? Anybody in the district at all. No one in the administration of the school. Now, their, his previous school... I had constant communication with his teacher. I knew what yeah. was going on. Like, everything was fine. I had confidence in it. I am speculating that this teacher got hurt in the classroom by another student. Okay. She came back the day that a student was outplaced permanently oh. somewhere else. Okay. And that's it. What happened? I don't need to know, and I don't care to know. I just wanted to know who was supervising my child for the last five weeks. That's it. Like... Who is it? How do I get a hold of them? Who do I need to contact if something happens? Jeez. So, yeah. and you do not have to explain what happened, but was the substitute then the one who clarified? No, you said that. No. I'm sorry. The teacher comes back. The teacher back came back and had to clarify everything. I apologize. Everything. Yeah. You already said that. Yeah. Yeah. So the teacher, and I actually emailed the district, and in my email, I said, I have no problem with the teachers, the aides, the people in the classroom, because it's not their job to notify the parents. Like, the teacher wasn't there. I can't yeah. blame her for not communicating. She didn't even have access to her email. She was out. Like, yeah. someone from that administration should have contacted the parents. Absolutely. Somebody should have. And even after I asked for clarification, they ignored me and passed it off to this poor substitute teacher. And it should not have been on Ugh. her to deal with an angry parent. Like, no, that's not the right course of action. That's so that's not that's pretty shady. Dude. Right. Like I was furious and I, I'm very I, I read back through my email like six times before I sent yeah. it to make yeah. sure it was tactful and professional and whatnot. And I'm like, it's not unreasonable. My requests are not unreasonable. Like if you can do this for a third grade classroom who can communicate, you can do it for a fifth grade special education classroom when most of the students in that class, I am well aware, cannot verbalize what's going on in their day. Like, yeah. That seems absolutely ridiculous. That's pretty so, bad. So the teacher's back. We've had great communication since. I can't blame her. It's not on her. Things have improved vastly. I'm getting notifications home of his emotions, how he's doing. He's learning yoga. He's like... All these things, which is great. Yeah. But why did it take me complaining severely Yeah. for a communication to come home? And I would guess I would say I expect more communication from the, his classroom because he can't tell me. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. So that's my negative current experience. And unfortunately, he's in a new school. And this is my first interaction with these people is a not great one. Yeah. So I'm hoping it will go up 
from here because it can't really go much less. So, yeah. (laughs) I, uh, to kind of expand on moving to a new school. So Mm -hmm. my son moved to middle school. Mm -hmm. And I have communicated maybe once or twice with each of his teachers. So Mm -hmm. he moves around for different subjects now. So I've communicated with the math teacher a handful of times and the ELA teacher, Mm -hmm. which is a fancy word for English, which is what we used to call it. (laughs) I don't like it that we changed it, but I'm going with it. I'm trying English. Yes. Um, I went to the conferences and I met with literally everybody that he had, even his PE teacher, who had very nice things, who was actually very well organized and had interesting things to discuss with me. I enjoyed it very much. I didn't know that I would. Yeah. I assumed he would just tell me whether or not his gym shirt needed to be washed, (laughs) which I still have Have not seen. seen. Okay. (laughs) But I did hear from another student while I was at parent-teacher conferences that they wash them at school. I just learned this like two days ago yeah. that there's a washer and dryer at my son's middle school as well. Yeah. Just learned this. So, yeah. Okay. I assume. <laughs> that's promising. I assume that's what's happening. <laughs> Maybe because so many of the middle schoolers didn't take their shirts home, they just gave up and just yeah. washed them at school. That I feels mean, like what's happening. I accept those. Yes, yes. I personally, if I were the PE teacher, would probably just be like, you know what? <laughs> Let me just do a load of shirts right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you washed everybody's shirt from the last class right before the next class started Mm -hmm. and you put that one in the dryer when you threw in the last class, you could, you know, you could Better than a bunch of, especially at their age when they're like, they're... Their perspiration is there. Not everybody's at the point where they wear deodorant. Things are like, it's not a good time. It's not a good time. I can't imagine. It's got to be disgusting. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I can barely handle the the situation I have in my own home. Yeah, probably probably a good call. But yeah, I just learned that our middle school has one too. So. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) Okay. Who knew? So I had a little situation with, uh, that sort of revolves around communication with my son's band director. Mm. Uh, my son's clarinet mysteriously disappeared recently. <laughs> it was mysterious because I put an air tag in it so that I would be okay. able to track it should this exact thing smart, happen. Smart, yes. Well, <laughs> I tracked the air tag, which seems like the rational, logical thing to do. Yes. And it turns up a few blocks away from my home in a random neighborhood. Okay. So I'm thinking... Somebody stole his clarinet and took it home with them mm. that was on the bus with him. Sure. Reasonable. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm like, well, either that happened or maybe, and this is the very optimistic perspective, the bus driver stumbled upon the lost clarinet, yeah. took it home for the night yeah. to bring it back to him the next morning, which ultimately is what happened. The clarinet oh, got returned to my son okay. by the bus driver okay. the next day. So it's possible the bus driver did grab the clarinet. Sure. And took take it, it home in or dropped it, it at the district. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Knowing that he would return it to my son. Yeah. One of the lessons I learned from this experience was to label my son's clarinet with my phone number, which I did. Because oh, yeah. Good call. if that happened, someone could have called me. Yes. yes. And then at least I wouldn't have had to spend the whole night of Halloween. Wonder- oh, of course. Wondering Good timing. if it was getting kicked around a neighborhood by a bunch of trick-or-treaters. Where, where the heck this clarinet yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So <laughs> I, you know, so I immediately put a label on my son's clarinet that has the last Good name idea, and my yes. phone number on it should anyone need to call me. <laughs> as much as I love giving out my uh, phone number, I think this one has to happen. This one seems valid, yes. Now, I emailed the band director mm. and was like, the clarinet is lost. I don't know where it is. I tracked it. I went to the neighborhood where it was. I knocked on someone's door like an idiot. Yielded no clarinet from the experience. And it was awkward. And I'm an awkward person. This so is widely extra known. extra awkward. Yeah. So it was awkward. Uh, okay. How long do you stand and knock on a stranger's door before you give up and leave? <laughs> I waited a, a really long time yeah. because I felt like that was the right thing to do. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you emailed the teacher. So I emailed the yeah. teacher and I'm like, well, he didn't do his homework tonight. Yeah, we don't have a clarinet. Because we lost the clarinet. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And she responded in the morning. I will check with the office, you know, once yeah. the kids are back mm-hmm. in school. Yeah. Okay, great. So I emailed back later in the day and I go, thanks a lot. Just let me know. Yeah. And she emails back right away and says, he had his clarinet in class. I assumed he found it. 
Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Where did I it magically what? come from? <laughs> and I tracked the tracker again. Nope. Still in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's not in the clarinet. I mean, it's not in the clarinet. Where did it go? Where did it go? I don't know. Here's what's really going to bake your noodle. How long has the tracker been where it's at right now? That's a really good because question. Because as far as I know, it's been there at least since Monday, since Halloween. If Sorry, you guys, before. we're recording a few days after Halloween. But when did it get to where it's at? How long has it been there? Right. Because I only know about that period of time. Did it go missing earlier in its history and i just we don't don't, know yeah because you didn't have the need to track it until then just for fun (laughs) i thought i would ask my son if he could explain what he thinks happened (laughs) (laughs) which was a complete waste of time but why not right what do i got all i got is time let's see let's hear the story (laughs) so he is like i'm like dude Okay, so the bus driver gave you back your clarinet. Did he say you left it on the bus? Yes. Okay, cool. Mystery solved. Yeah. The clarinet is back. That's what's important. Yes, but... What happened to the tracker? How did the tracker get outside of the box that your clarinet is in? Right. And In a random yard or something. I mean, I assume it's like in the grass somewhere. Right, literally, yeah. Like... Yeah, I assume that's where it is. I have seriously considered going over there because I can use my phone to make it make a sound. Oh, I would totally do that. (laughs) I almost did it this morning before work. I might do it tomorrow morning. I'm not sure. I I got a little time. Probably would. Yeah, it's an update. Okay. Anyways, all right. However, I go. What happened to the tracker? Did you know there was a tracker in the case? And he goes, No. But he says it in a really weird way. (laughs) In a way that you're like, like he hesitates and then he's like, No. So, you didn't know that there was a tracker in your clarinet case. <laughs> no. So, you didn't take the tracker, the tracker out, out and, like, throw it out the window of right. the bus yeah. or anything? And he was like, no, why would I do that? And I'm like, I don't That's know. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why it wasn't How in the clarinet case. And he's just like, I did not take it out of my case. And I was like, yeah, so okay, man. The I, though, did someone else take it out of yeah, your case? Yeah, see what I mean? No answers. The stories. It was I, a complete waste of time. <laughs> just like I said it was. Yeah, yeah. I just, nothing. I got nothing. I have no idea how the tracker got there. I assume... Someone Somebody took it out of the case. Took it out of the case and thought it was valuable oh, because it has the Apple symbol. That's true. On it. True. They probably didn't know what it was. Yep. Maybe they thought it was some sort of storage thing or some sort of. You yeah. Know? If if he left if he left the clarinet on the bus, someone could have easily opened the case, took just the tracker. Yes. And left the clarinet because it's clarinet and. Most kids don't and care about the clarinet. And kids probably wouldn't think that didn't had realize value. that has value. Yeah. And but think some anything with Apple on it yeah. does. That might be the most likely scenario. I of have what to happened. assume that at some point someone took it out of the case. Who that person is, I won't make judgments. Right. And decided to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite literally. You should walk past where it's supposed to I, be. And start I beeping. Probably, I mean, it's been there for like a week. It's not going it's anywhere. It's on the ground now. It's literally just dropped somewhere. Yeah. yeah and I kind of want to get it back. No, I think that's fair because if it's also, left in place, it, it's useful. I want to say that if they're waiting for me to wipe it, I am oh, never going never to do doing that. that. God, I will... No. I You're will have keep that, that forever. I will have that tracker I will be on my list. That periodically until the end of time. Yeah, I will move away and, and still, still track, track it. Oh, I totally would. Yeah. They'll bulldoze those houses one day, and I will still track that air same. tag. I, I will never done the give same up on thing. it. Yes. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's drink this Vienna style lager. Yeah. Looks good. Nice and golden. It does look good. I don't, I gotta, I have to share my ignorance here. I don't know what a Vienna style lager is versus a regular lager. I would assume it has to do with uh, the hops. Fair. That seems reasonable. But I can't speak to that specifically. I will say I had one other thing to mention with the teacher yeah. communication. 
subject and I will say what it is is um, I have had teachers kind of go above and beyond, mm-hmm. make the extra effort in the form of communication or just in their way that they've handled the students. Yeah. My son, my younger son's teacher last year uh, was really good and we really liked her. And I've communicated with her actually a handful of times this year because we're talking about getting him into a challenge program oh, nice. at the district. Yeah. And I wanted her to weigh in mm-hmm. because... She had a whole year with him. Yeah. And she also is very, like, mathematics-focused. Like, mm. when my older son had her, there was a time where her and the other teacher were doing, like, a, a classroom swap. Mm-hmm. And she was teaching the math for, for both everybody. classes. Yeah. And so I knew she was kind of, that was her strong suit. Yeah. And being that, that that is my son's strong suit. Gotcha. I wanted her to kind of give some input, and she was very, very helpful. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, and so yeah. she went above and beyond what I really, you know, would have expected. It would have been fine for her to just say, "You should really talk to his current teacher. Sure. He was great in my class. Here's some test scores." Yeah, and move on. And we had a lengthy back and forth via email, and I would have, I offered to come in and talk to her, mm-hmm. uh, and she was like, "You are welcome to do that." Obviously, she knows that I work. Yeah. And, you know, we can't really meet when she's in class. So it was kind of like, well, that's a little more difficult. Yeah. But email makes sense. It works. Yes. There's that information. But that's awesome. It's great to have teachers that really do care about the kids that go above and beyond like that. And that's really refreshing when you do run into ones like that, especially after or potentially when you have others that are disappointing it's really great to have ones that are the opposite end of the spectrum yeah so i think all of these experiences really do form my opinion of what i'm looking for in a a teacher with my kids Mm -hmm. i do i said it already i do feel really good about my middle school son's teachers Mm -hmm. he has a couple of honors classes and a couple of non-honors you know he's in band and pe but he also has like a science class that's not an honors class and it's nice I've had very nice, enjoyable conversations with pretty much all of them. Surprisingly, they've all said extremely positive things about my son. I only say it's surprising because I usually focus on whether or not he's organized in class. Uh. And all of them said, and I quote, he's no different than any other middle schooler. You know what? I'll take that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, that is That's excellent. Totally fine. So they're all a mess. Yeah, so we're good. As Got long it. as he's average on that. Yeah, this is exactly totally what I wanted fine. you to say. It's perfect. Fantastic. Good for him. And I even told him when I got home, I was like, everybody said really good stuff about you. Awesome. That's great. That's yeah. what I want to hear. All right. Well, I'm going to drink this, uh, this lager here. Let's drink here. a little bit more lager and we'll catch Ooh. you guys uh, on the next episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.